You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, hello, Ian Anser Gray here for the 14th bonus episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show as we run up to episode 200 and the fourth anniversary of this show. We're delving into the archives. I'm interviewing, or I'm looking at interviews I had with some amazing guests. We're kind of extracting the golden nuggets. And in today's episode, I'm going back to the interview I did with Steve Dotto, which is awesome, and also with Mike Alton. Uh, and so with Steve, we were talking about uh, lessons from traditional video because Steve Steve's background was uh, in TV. He was a TV host in, in Canada with a very successful tech program. And so we're talking to him about that, some really cool things. He also tells me why I'm doing everything wrong. So, and I still haven't learned really, but anyway, there we go. No hope for me. And uh, then with Mike Alton, the, the whole point of that show, the whole topic of that show was how you can build or grow your social media and content empire using live video. And so there's some great tips from Mike. But I've been going on for the last 14 weeks, it feels ages, about the fact that we're going up to episode 200 and the fourth anniversary. And in a way, okay, I am I have cheated because technically these bonus episodes make it like episode 215 now probably. But uh, what I've been doing, it, these have been shorter episodes, little snippets. So I don't really think I count these as actual episodes because this is not necessarily new content as such. So hopefully, anyway, the whole point was what I wanted to do is I wanted to uh, have the fourth anniversary and the 200th episode kind of coincide. And uh, it was, it's difficult to kind of tell when the actual fourth anniversary is. It's either really the end of May 2019 or beginning of June, depending on, I had a little kind of online launch party, which I think happened in May. Uh, but the actual podcast was end of May, beginning of June. So anyway, to cut a long story short, what I'm, what we're going to be doing on June, I have to double check this, June 6th, uh, 2023. So if you're listening to the podcast in the future, you will don't need to worry about this. But uh, on June the 6th, I will give you the time very shortly once I've worked that out. We're doing, I'm doing uh, a special live edition of this podcast and show. Uh, I'm going to be inviting some special guests. We're going to be talking about the future of live video uh, and also how AI impacts on all of this and also the future of this show, some ideas that I've got. So set the date um, in your calendar, in your diary. It's going to be June the 6th. And the cool thing is there's going to be some amazing giveaways. I've already I'm not going to share with, with you quite yet what they are, apart from the fact that there will be some books to give away, uh, some gear, I hope, and some tools as well. Some really cool stuff. So that is exciting. And yesterday I was involved with a 24-hour live stream to celebrate the launch of a new book by Mark Schaefer and 36 authors. It's called The Most Amazing Marketing Book Ever. And it's a collaboration of authors and speakers in Mark Schaefer's Rise community. It's all about the future of marketing, how we can just ideas. It's just oozing with so many different tips. I wrote the chapter on live streaming, but there's loads and loads of cool stuff in there. 
So it's out on Amazon. The Kindle book is out. The book book is out. And we're hoping that the Audible audio version will be out in a couple of weeks. So do a search for um, most amazing marketing book ever on Amazon. You can also find out, you can also get to it by going to iag.me forward slash go forward slash amazing. So that's iag.me forward slash go forward slash amazing. That will take you to the Amazon page in your country. And yeah, it'd be great. Be It's already a bestseller in a number of categories and we're hoping that's going to increase uh, with the buzz and with more people buying it. So there we go. Right, anyway, enough of me gibbering. It's time to get on with those interviews. And uh, I'm going to go back and, um, well, they're going to listen to Steve. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm not going to introduce anything. We're just going to uh, delve into it and see what happens. When I first, my channel was built with green screen. Yeah. Every video, if you look at my old videos, had my head on green screen as I showed the apps. And I was, I was known for that. And yeah. it was, and it still works and it is good. But I also recognize that one of the reasons that a lot of people follow me is ultimately they like me, which confuse the heck out of me, but <laughs> it is a truism. I, the Canadian, my Canadian ego comes in or imposter syndrome comes in, but recognizing that people do want to have a little taste of your life. Yeah. And if you're willing to let them in a little bit, so this set came out of, and this is actually my office, but this came out of a recent move. Two years ago, we moved houses and in my old office, the green screen was better because the room wasn't an attractive room that I was in. It was an old bedroom that had been converted. Whereas this was a brand new build and I was able to set this up as a kind of a place that I'd like to spend time. And consequently, I set it up to be a visually interesting. And I, but I allow for it. I've got two locked out. Actually, it's, there's nice daylight outside. I'll just flip the switch on. I've got two locked off LED lights here. They're, everything will balance now a bit, which are, so I can record at any time with good consistent lighting. Actually, I should have had those on. That looks a lot better right now, doesn't it? Now, I also have Farley in the background there, which you, when you're on the single, you can see my dog in the background, which people love. <laughs> and he'll often do something rude in the middle. But that, that accessibility to the people does make you more approachable, more memorable. And it makes people feel more comfortable with you. Yeah. So Steve is, Steve is awesome. It's been great uh, to, it was great to interview Steve. It's been, um, it's been a while since I've seen Steve, uh, just also busy with, with things. And uh, so hopefully we'll be able to catch up again sometime soon, Steve. But yeah, uh, it's making use of the area, the space that you are in. And uh, sometimes you just have to make do. I was the same at my old house. I was very limited. So I did use green screen. Uh, looks pretty awful on there. But uh, now I'm trying to put a little bit of my character uh, in the background. I'm still not quite done yet, but uh, yeah, I'd love to know what you think about that. Anyway, let's move on to Mike. Mike Alton is uh, awesome. He is uh, working at Agora Pulse still. He does some amazing work there. And we're talking about how you can use live video to to grow your empire. Um, and is it still relevant? I would love to know what you think. I, I, I think this is still really relevant stuff. I think live video is relevant. It has changed, but let's hear what Mike has to say. There are two ways that you can use live video to really build that empire that you can leverage it. And you're doing both of them. I've really only done one of them. So you can first use live video as a way to create 
content exactly like you're doing right now. You can interview other people and you can allow the guests to bring the information to you, to your show, to your content, to your audience. And that's extremely effective because number one, you're allowing somebody else to really create the content for you. You don't have to imagine, research, write down, dream up, organize, structure, anything. You have to come up with some questions, but then you just feed them to your guests, exactly like you're doing to me right now, Ian, which is really great and it's effective. There's challenges there to be sure. Tech aside, the bigger challenge for you as the owner of this content, as the owner of the show, is you have to bring a guest on who's going to do content for you without knowing exactly what they're going to say. So you have to try to preempt that a little bit with smart questions and make sure that you're bringing somebody on who's going to say something that's going to be worthwhile to you. Because the beauty of live video really isn't about the video that's live. It's about the content that you're creating through the live video today. Now you've got a video that exists as a recorded video on your YouTube channel and your Facebook page that you can repurpose into blog content and a podcast and so on. So that content's got to live on and for it to be worthwhile to your business, it's got to be related to your business. Hopefully it's got to hit some of those keyword phrases and some really important topics and categories and things that you really need to have in your own site's content in order to attract the kind of audience that you want to convert into a business purpose. All that said, it's a wonderful medium because video itself is interactive. It's engaging. When I'm speaking, every one of you that's watching me right now, you're not just hearing me, you're seeing me. You're hearing my voice, but you're also seeing my facial expressions, my hand gestures, and so on. And you're making eye contact with me, hopefully, right? You're paying attention. Close another browser, another tab. Come over here, listen to me and Ian, because what I'm showing you right now is the power of video. You can come to my blog, and I love to write. That's my preferred medium, but I understand that it's limited. When you come to one of my blog posts and you're reading the text, it's very one-dimensional. You can hear my voice if you know me through the writing, but it's not as powerful, it's not as impactful as you sitting at home right now, hearing me in your head and seeing me with your eyes and processing everything that I'm doing right now. So that's a very powerful medium to leverage. That's the first thing that one can do with live video is create the content. And you can go solo, you can bring on a guest, you can bring on multiple people. That's all just formatting questions that you can figure out. Yeah. And if you do that, on a regular basis, whether it's weekly, every other week, monthly, it doesn't really matter. It's just content. But if you're doing that on a regular basis, you're now creating an archive of content and hopefully you're repurposing it and bring it into your own site. So it exists within your site. And we can talk about that for sure. But the second thing that you can do with live video, and this is where I excelled was to do exactly what I'm doing today, which is to appear on somebody else's show right now. Ian, I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to your audience who's watching now and who will continue to watch in the days, weeks, and months to to go on from here. I couldn't have reached them by myself. They're not following me on Twitter. They're not following my Facebook page. They're not subscribed to my blog. They're subscribed to your channels. So when I come on your show and hopefully I share a little bit of expertise, I demonstrate a little bit of authority, I'm making a positive impression on them. That was a big light bulb moment for me, a watershed moment for me. And it was, gosh, eight years ago, I started appearing on Google plus hangouts on air, which again, I think that's probably where we met. Cause I was probably on somebody's show like Mia Voss or somebody like that who was doing 
popular weekly show way back then, before school, and I was able to meet new people, and they were able to meet me in a very new and interesting way. And again, it was the power of live video, right? They were able to see me on video. They were able to hear me. I was able to make that impression way stronger than I ever could have done with the written word. So for those reasons, I think live video is extraordinarily powerful. Love that. And apologies for some of the the kind of cutting out there and the audio problems. That was, I think, mainly or probably 100% down to me uh, because those are the days when Ecamm Live used Skype to bring in guests. Uh, and I think I was having some computer problems at the same time. So it's not Mike. I'm sorry to... Um, to <laughs> Sorry, Mike, for bringing that back. But I just thought what Mike said there was just so powerful, so helpful. It's a reminder to me that I've focused a lot on building my own uh, show, my old brand, uh, which I think is important. Um, it has been important for me. But one of the things that I want to be focusing on a little bit more is going on other people's shows a little bit more. Uh, because... It's I don't know. It's fun. I mean, I love I love interviewing guests on my show, but there's something I don't know. It's less stressful, I think, uh, going on somebody else's show. It's a bit more fun, and also, as Mike was saying, you are being exposed to a new audience. It's a great way for you to get your name out there. With with your own show, you're having to do your own marketing. Yes, hopefully there is growth. But if you want to get more people watching your show, if you want people to find out more about you, it's a great way to go on other people's shows. So let me know what you think about that. Cool. Right. Well, we're almost out of time. I'm just going to go back to Steve now. And this is where Steve basically tells me that I'm doing everything wrong. This is really interesting because with this show, I've really learned a lot about what works, what doesn't work. I think I've gained confidence. If you listened or watched the show for any kind of space of time, I think if you go back to those early ones and compare with the way I am now, I'm a lot more comfortable and confident. I've learned a lot. Now, what Mike, uh, what sorry, what Steve says in this, on in this, I kind of agree, and it's something I've been thinking about. But it, it, well, I'll, I'll talk about it afterwards. I'll, I'll, I'll play what he's going to say, and then we'll have a little chat about that. Okay, now don't take this personally, but you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> no, but the way that I teach, okay, so my perspective is I come coming from the broadcast world is I believe that there's a reason that we do things a certain way when we do live television shows and when we do live radio shows. And there's a reason that we've got a system down that we do that because it works. And I teach this actually. I've done several courses where I've taught people about how I like to produce video. And one of the big differences is I spend a lot of time talking about the format of the show. And Ian, by the way, you've got a great format. I love how your show is structured. You really you show some nice maturity as far as how the show is packaged. But what you're missing, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, is you're missing a producer. You shouldn't be worried at all about cameras, switching, technical. You should have 100% of your attention as the host of this live stream on me, yeah. on your guest and on the t content being delivered. You shouldn't be worried about technical issues. That's a producer's job. And they should be queuing up questions and putting them in front of you so that you can concentrate on having a conversation. We can multi-purpose to a certain extent, and you do a great job of doing the switching and all of those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, you, I believe, do a little bit of a disservice to your content 
by not giving it 100% of your attention. So in my ideal world, you would have a content producer, somebody who set up the live stream, monitors the feed, does the switching. If you have live questions coming in from an audience, filtering those questions. If somebody is complaining, saying that they can't, that the audio is not working, sending them a note saying, letting them know that maybe they should refresh or asking them what browser they're using, dealing with all of the issues around it so that the host can concentrate on their job which is being content on air. So that would be my comment about how I would look at using a team for you. And I think you already can imagine just how much less stress there would be on you and how much of a better job you could do. Because I'm sure that when you finish a show, when you're editing, you're going, oh, damn, I wish I'd thought to ask this at that point. Or I wish I'd taken up on this. Or I didn't even notice my guest saying that because I was doing something else. And man, that was a great opening. <laughs> Steve is spot on there, actually. You know, so, so I, th I, I think there's a, a few things to talk about. Uh, so this is this is why this is maybe why I disagree with Steve, and then I'll I'll mention why I also agree with him. So I I disagree with Steve about me, um, tell him saying that I should have a producer and that I shouldn't do everything, um, because. I think I want to demonstrate my expertise in producing. So yes, he's right in that I'm not going to always be 100% focused. I think I do a pretty good job when I have a guest on. Um, but uh, yes, there's a lot of things going on. But I think I've learned the skills to be able to do all of that really well. And I want to highlight those skills. I also take a lot of enjoyment from, uh, from all of this. I love uh, hosting and interviewing and producing all at the same time. Uh, and that's kind of what I do. I don't want to highlight my services. But he also does have a point that sometimes in the past when I've interviewed people, I might be distracted by something. There might be something wrong and I have to kind of focus on those things too. Uh, so having a producer would really help with that. Now, and this, this brings me on to the next thing, which is software. So web-based software such as uh, StreamYard or Restream or Wave Video or EVMux or, or Melon. Uh, there's a lot of these uh, web-based live video tools. They are perfect for remote producing. So I could get my assistant, Tonya, to go into Restream, for example, and produce the show for me. So I just turn up and I just focus on speaking to my, uh, or having a chat and asking questions to my guest. And that would work perfectly. Uh, the only downside with that is that I I love using Ecamm Live, which is computer-based, because it gives me a lot more power. It gives me the flexibility. Uh, I, can, I can do a lot more kind of creative things, which I love. But Ecamm Live doesn't really work for remote producing because Tonya would have to take over my computer or Tonya would need to have Ecamm Live on her computer. So some things to, to think about. And I'd love to hear from you, you know, as I think about the future, and we are, we're going to talk a little bit more about that on episode 200. What should the new format be? Should it, me, should it be me carrying on producing everything? Or should I be doing it more kind of in the cloud and, and getting somebody else to do it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to have a think about it. Anyway, I've gone on far too long. I am trying to keep these under 20 minutes, under, well, it was, it was going to be 15 minutes, but it's under 20 minutes today. I'm going to leave it there. I will see you next time. 
And I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. See you soon. Toodaloo. Bye. Thanks for watching the Confident Live Marketing Show with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. toodaloo. We'll